That was number 6,389, the theme from A Summer Place. And what do you know? My handy-dandy billboard book tells me not only that tune was number one for nine weeks in 1960, but also that Mr. Faith was a Canadian! How about that, eh? First Andy, then Percy. What next? If only the CRTC could see us now. Today, April 24th, 2020, marks an important date in world history. Historians have noted that today I will be exactly twice as old as my youngest daughter. So that's something. Hi, Katie. How have the last 11,557 days been? I've enjoyed them, for the most part. It's also two days after Earth Day, which the whole Soul Food team decided to celebrate with a film festival, instead of our usual, ordinary, mundane, run-of-the-mill, blah-blah-blah podcast. I hope some or all of you were able to catch some or all of... The first annual Soul Food International Earth Day Film Festival on Wednesday. We wanted to get out advance word about that on the podcast, but we only thought of the idea on Wednesday morning. So what with choosing and procuring copies of the films, renting all the theaters, arranging international flights for so many international stars and directors, many of whom are no longer alive... Limos from the airport, last-minute accommodations, crowd control. We kind of fell down on the publicity side of things. In fact, we kind of fell down on the podcast side of things. Apart from the great trailer that Thelma Schoonmaker edited for us... I'm Thelma Schoonmaker, and I am Martin Scorsese's film editor. We've worked together on 20 features. And Thelma, what was it like for you personally to edit this trailer for us? I mean, it was, everything was just pure gold. We had to restructure it a lot. We had some uh, structure problems with it, but that, that happens on a lot of films. It's like putting a puzzle together. You have to find a way to make that work dramatically, and I love doing that. When we first looked at it in a rough cut, we came out and we said, who made that movie? That is, that is unbelievable. It was burned into the screen, and um, it was, really my favorite film I've ever worked on. It's a distillation of all that Marty's done for these great masters he reveres. And Marty said, oh, I didn't realize that. Thank you so much, Thelma, for your reflections on what it meant to you and to Martin Scorsese to uh, work on editing the trailer for our first annual Earth Day Film Festival. I'm glad it meant so much to you. It's certainly was a privilege for us as well. And well, it's unfortunately too late to take in any of the festival for this year. If you're interested in seeing that trailer that Thelma edited for us, just head over to soulfoodvancouver.blogspot.com and there's a link there that'll take you right to the video. It 
was a bit hard to let everybody know about the festival with what was admittedly kind of late notice. But we did have one celebrity who managed to fly in from Hollywood, well, just south of Hollywood, to catch a midnight screening. So it was all worth it. Thanks, Cheryl. Hope it was worth the trip. The festival featured 32 carefully curated films that explored our beloved planet, Earth, past, present, and future. From Deepa Mehta and Walt Disney's explorations of the planet itself, it's called Earth. To Mehta's remarkable sequel, Heaven on Earth, which we played as a double feature with Heaven and Earth. Heaven and Earth by the director known around the world for his carefully researched, delicate, and understated treatment of sensitive topics, Oliver Stone, who was also in attendance. A personal favorite of mine featured the homely Brit Marling. Oh, oh, I'm sorry, I'll read that again. A personal favorite of mine featured the comely Brit Marling in Another Earth in a touching portrayal of a post-apocalyptic disc jockey. This is Dr. Joan Tallis, the United States Planet Earth. Do you read me? Is anyone out there? Based on the landmark 1964 documentary, The Last Man on Earth. KOKW calling. I'm on international frequency. Come in. which was a remake of Roger Corman's 1960 Palme d'Or winner, The Last Woman on Earth. On an island of tropical splendor, these three must make their own world, their own new code of morals. A feminist double feature brought us Earth Girls Are Easy. Earth Girls Are Easy. And Earth Angel. while Jamie Oliver and Julia Child co-hosted a culinary double bill of salt of the earth. After all, people are the salt of the earth. And salt of the earth. My name is Esperanza. Esperanza Quintero. I am a miner's wife. Features from 1937 and 1985 showed us that earth can be both good and quiet. And the earth fell silent. Zach Hobson, July 5th. One, there has been a malfunction in Project Flashlight with devastating results. Two, it seems I am the only person left on it. While Galliano cinephile Lauren Wilkinson hosted a post-show Q&A on This Island Earth. Then popped over to the Cinematheque to talk about the scientific and philosophical underpinnings of his own personal favorite, Earth versus the Flying Saucers. See the Saucer Man's high-frequency disintegrator. See flying saucers travel thousands of miles in seconds. See great cities leveled by flying saucer monsters. More from Dr. Wilkinson later in today's show. An historical triple feature focused on three memorable days in our planet's troubled history. The day the Earth stood still. Latu, Barada, Nikto. The day the Earth caught fire. The day the Earth caught fire will burn itself into your memory. Is it fiction or is it fact? And the day the Earth froze. The day the Earth froze. 
while Orson Welles returned from the other side of the grave to host memorial screenings of The Earth Dies Screaming and The Late Great Planet Earth. Is our planet truly in mortal peril? WestJet sponsored a special Getaway Vacations travel-themed sidebar to the festival, Escape from Planet Earth, From the Earth to the Moon, Five Million Years to Earth, and 20 million miles to Earth. Some of you may also have heard the story of a monster now confined here in Rome Zoo. That beast is from Venus. As well as an exploration of underground film classics, Journey to the Center of the Earth, Journey to the Center of the Earth, Hercules at the Center of the Earth, and At the Earth's Core. Edgar Rice Burroughs at the Earth's Core. Then we brought the festival to a close with four special midnight screenings. I premiered a nostalgic documentary film about my own childhood, When Dinosaurs Ruled the Earth. Acclaimed auteurs Roger Corman and Jim Wynorski screened their sensitive explorations of everything that isn't Earth. Not of this Earth. Not of this Earth. Priced at just $89.95. And we closed the festival with a special post-midnight presentation by the filmmaker's filmmaker, the director's director, the auteur's auteur, M. Night Shyamalan. M stands for mid. And his fitting conclusion to our Earth Day festival, titled After Earth. This is Earth. For any of you who might be concerned that a massive international film festival may have entailed possible violations to essential restrictions on social gatherings during a pandemic, please be reassured that popcorn sharing was strictly forbidden, or at least closely monitored, frowned upon. I mean, it hardly ever happened. Very much. Mostly. I'm pretty sure you haven't heard before. St. Anne's Clog Dance by Barry and Lynn Luft from their Flower in the Snow LP. That was released by Best Seller Records, appropriately enough, because I heard Barry and Lynn in Calgary back in my high school days at an intimate basement concert. Best Seller Records signed these underground artists to a contract and I am the proud owner of the second of their albums, on vinyl. 
reading from the album Liner Notes. Also available on bestseller records, House Concert. Barry and Lynn Left, recorded live. That's catalog number DWMC3319, cassette only. I ended up at that basement living room concert, more of a rumpus room concert, a rec room concert, because Barry Left was my high school guidance counselor at Lord Beaverbrook High School. Go Beavers. Barry was an encouragement to me as I agonized over my post-graduation future, whether to go into law or the ministry or my real love, theater. Barry gently encouraged theater and the loosening of whatever imagined parental apron strings may have held me back. So it's all his fault. He also happened to be one of the only two grown-up Christians I knew at the school. He was a great inspiration to me. And now it turns out that his girl, Kara, follows in her parents' musical footsteps. Formerly of the Wayland Jannies, she performs and records now as a solo artist and as part of the duo Small Glories with J.D. Edwards. Kara started playing dulcimer and auto harp at the age of four and soon was singing with the family band. I wanted to let you know about something on our midweek show, but the aforementioned film festival pushed everything else aside. But this afternoon, Kara did a live streaming concert over at the Bez Arts Hub. Well, not at the Bez Arts Hub. There's some sort of pandemic thing out there in Langley, so they're not having any concerts at the actual venue. Kind of a shame. But uh, Kara joined Bez bosses Russ and Sandy Rosine for a kind of living room chat and some fine-tuned swapping on their Facebook page. Check it out at Bez Arts Hub, B-E-Z. Which is not to be confused with their American site, which is spelled B-E-Z. Anyhow, we're hoping that session may be released soon on bestseller records cassette only. Here's Kara Luft with her tune, It's Gonna Be Alright. I'm gonna climb out of this valley. I'm gonna go somewhere I've never been Run to the ocean Stand in the water And cry As the waves come rolling in Make my way to the water Watch those waves come rolling in I will not so broken hearted The treasures deep within me lost We'll think about tomorrow Or what lies ahead I'll just turn my face towards the sun I'm gonna shine my light I'm gonna stand and fight I'm gonna be all 
Thanks, Kara. That's a good reminder these days. Well, we promised you something more from Galliano's Poet Laureate, and here we are. Easter Presents featured Lauren Wilkinson reading one of my favorite poems, The Christ of Charlie Edenshaw. But Lauren was in touch soon after Easter to let me know of some brand new poetic soul food fresh from the oven. He'd written a new poem, Hot Cross Buns 2020, which echoed his much earlier Hot Cross Buns poem written in 1987, which recollected an Easter in Cambridge a year before. Here's the first of those poems. Hot Cross Buns, Cambridge, 1986. Twelve months passed on the morning of Good Friday, past daffodils in rain light, before the day's traffic woke the town through Newnham Gardens to Newnham Croft. I walked down aisles of bursting willow and alleys by houses of weathered stone to the fragrant shuttered bakery shop to buy a dozen buns, hot, cut with a cross and round as time for my family. This solstice again, violets push and splay, and deep trees all luxuriate. Their roots reach out in soil and time past Roman, Saxon, Norman bones, placed past standing, horizontal under stone. The rains pour down, the trees grow up, round and round in the season cycle. The year turns and it returns, Wet time, dry, cold time, hot, bright, dark. The baker shop in chilly dawn pulled people like a center from the town. Old women and men like trees walking, and one who spread arms to his child in body's shape, the shape of a cross. This upward axis from earth to heaven, this outward axis through which we act. This hot bread holds the crux, the center in the cycle, where all waves start. And almost three and a half decades later, here's a reprise of those same themes for our present times. A story that starts out a little closer to home on Galliano Island. Hot Cross Buns, Easter 2020. This time I bake them myself, masked and gloved here in isolation on Galliano Island, and take them in the brightening spring through the gate, up the stone steps and the rocky path, past cedar and arbutus, to my friends, where they sit on their sun-blessed deck, six feet apart on Easter morning, around a bottle of red wine, each with their own cup, reading about the resurrection, waiting for bread, still oven warm, filled with ginger, lemon, and orange, glazed with honey. In the Duomo, in its empty square, a blind tenor sings Panus Angelicus to empty chairs. In the Vatican, Francis, the vicar of Rome, is prostrate and alone before the altar in the crossing of that cross-shaped space, 
And in Paris, the island at the city's heart is empty, where weeping folk once sang around the burning church, and Notre Dame waits, roofless and bare, within its scaffolding to be built and filled again. And in Vancouver, London and Madrid, Berlin, New York, and all around the world, the altars are empty. Linked by Gnostic nets, all people are islands within walls who wait or walk and wonder six feet apart under skies made blue again on this planet's holy Saturday, where autobahns and cruise ships, planes and mines and power plants are stilled, and hospitals are filled, the morgues and crematoria, and people walk six feet apart, an arm span or grave's depth, and wonder, can these bones live? What is the maker doing? The crown-shaped virus is a lovely thing, eager to live and reproduce. Very good, God sees it, knowing all he makes. Exploding stars, colliding continents, tornadoes, volcanoes, creation red with death, and we apes in his image, who, raised from stardust into consciousness and conscience, crucify our maker here at the center of all things on our cross and his, through which he gives his self to things, gives to things their selves, crowned viruses and weeds and people who wait to be released. We are treaded grapes and broken wheat waiting for their yeast, these crossed buns say, you are islanded no longer, lifted from the dead by Christ, the bread of life, God, the life of bread. Maybe I'll actually listen to your podcast, though I've tended to stay away from all such newfangled things. Podcast. At least the word sounds like someone sowing peas. Not as bad as blog, which evokes words like blob, glob, glop, etc. Well, Lauren, I can only concur, which is why I prefer the words broadcast and weblog when speaking of soul food and its vast internet presence, empire, I might say. I do encourage you all to visit our web log at soulfoodvancouver, one word, dot blogspot dot com to spend some time with these poems of Lawrence. Not only because it's good to savor such carefully crafted artisanal soul food, but also to have a look at the visual shape of these poems, that's impossible to convey on radio, or whatever this is.
Look Around You. Words of Wisdom from Vancouver Reed Man James Danderfer. No relation. James is actually the first musician I contacted for permission to play his music on our show, but I had it in mind to pair a tune or two with an interview with his main squeeze, playwright and actress Shauna Johansson, whose play Common Grace graced our stage back in 2016, the production of which gave us one of our all-time great sound cues at the end of Act One. But that's another story. Anyhow, Shauna and James are busy raising two little ones, and more to the point, I actually haven't figured out how to do interviews yet, so we've waited long enough. That was the long-overdue James Danderfer composition, Look Around You, from Time and Tide, the record that he made the year before Shauna's show on May 21st, 2015, in New York City. I like New York in May. How about you? How about you? I like a Gershwin tune. How about you? I love a fireside when a storm is due. I like potato chips, moonlight motor trips. How about you? A week or two, the April 6th issue of The New Yorker arrived in my mailbox. Now, it takes a while to get across the border. The New Yorker delivery guy needs to look into getting a Nexus pass. Now, I read through my New Yorkers from front to back, at least scanning every page. Looking for shows that Pacific Theater can do, that are running on or off-Broadway. Jesus Hopped the A-Train, The Seafarer, Refuge of Lies, The Christians, Mother of the Maid, Heroes of the Fourth Turning, shows like that. So I flipped through the table of contents of that issue. I read the mail, I turned to goings-on about town, and uh, in an effort to slow the spread of the coronavirus, New York City museums, galleries, theaters, music venues, cinemas, and restaurants have closed. Here's a selection of culture to be found online and streaming, April 1 through 7, 2020. Well, of course. And at the bottom of the page, like all museums in New York City, MoMA is closed until further notice, but you can still see 84,000 pieces from its collection online at moma.org. On the next page, some recommended podcasts, including one called Over the Road that I'm going to tell you about next week on our special Road Food Edition. But podcasts? A handful of streaming movies you can get on iTunes instead of Broadway shows? A little piece about online monologues? What is theater without a live audience? We're about to find out. I mean... I knew the city that never sleeps was taking a nap. I have friends there. Becky and I swapped photos of ourselves up on our respective roofs. Mine with a view of Richmond cherry trees in bloom. Hers with Lady Liberty in the background. And my good friend Raj. I know you're listening. 
regales us daily with his accounts of life under lockdown in a New York City apartment with no Premier League football to enthuse about on his Men in Blazers podcast. I've taken to listening to old episodes just to pretend. But somehow reading all that in The New Yorker, seeing that sad little excuse for a goings-on-about-town section, really brought it home. New York has always been a state of mind, as much as a real place. But now, even in our minds. This just in from Colin, our contemporary cultural criticism correspondent. In New York, the Broadway League has extended the closure of Broadway theaters from April 13th to June 7th. But as Vulture reports, when New York Governor Andrew Cuomo was asked if that date could serve as, quote, a rule of thumb for other closures, he replied, No, I wouldn't use what Broadway thinks as a barometer of anything, unless they're in the public health business and have seen better numbers and models. In the New York Times, even Broadway League President Charlotte St. Martin acknowledged the current suspension could last well past June. According to the Times, industry leaders, quote, say that a best-case scenario is reopening the July 4th weekend and that, it, and that it is possible that the industry will not reopen until after Labor Day. In London, June 7th has also been floated as a reopening date. Quoted in this stage, Andrew Lloyd Webber responds, optimistic, ridiculous. I think this peaks in June and theaters remain closed until end of September. That's Colin Thomas on the ground in New York City. Whisper of how I'm yearning to mingle with the old-time throng. Give my regards to old Broadway and say that I'll be there ere long. The lights may be out on Broadway for a while, for longer than we wish. But I want to remind everybody in our listening audience, we will be back. There are days when it seems like it will always be like this, but it won't. Even your favorite off-Broadway theater, about three blocks off-Broadway at Hemlock, is keeping the ghost light on for you. Pacific Theater will do plays again. The Rio and VIF will show movies and host film festivals. Weddings will happen. People will be able to take the ferry and drive to Tofino or get on a plane to Merced and see their kids or head out on the Trans-Canada, turn right just past Calgary city limits, heading out toward Rosebud and see their moms and dads. Pacific Theater will be fine. When I graduated from CalArts with a freshly minted MFA in hand, if somebody had apologetically said, well, I hear you want to start a theater company, I, I wish there was more I could do to help you with that. But look, what I can offer is a theater with lights and sound and, and some seats and everything and a couple hundred grand a year from donors and a bit of government funding and some sponsors and a couple thousand people who'll come to pretty much any show you want to put on and, well, quite a few more thousand who'll come once in a while. To, and then some of them will also send you some money every once in a while. But Well, it's not much, but think you want to give it a try? Whisper of how I'm yearning 
can mingle with the old time throng. Give my regards to old Broadway and say that I'll be there and long.